0: Chapter five, And now it came to pass that after I, Nephi, had made an end of speaking to my brethren, behold, they said unto me, Thou hast declared unto us hard things, more than that which we are able to bear. And it came to pass that I said unto them, that I knew that I had spoken hard things against the wicked, according to the truth. And the righteous have I justified, and testified that they should be lifted up at the last day, wherefore the guilty taketh the truth to be hard for it cutteth them to the very center. And now, my brethren, if ye were righteous, and were willing to hearken to the truth, and give heed unto it, that ye might walk uprightly before God, then ye would not murmur because of the truth, and say, Thou speakest hard things against us. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, did exhort my brethren with all diligence to keep the commandments of the Lord, And it came to pass that they did humble themselves before the Lord, and so much that I had joy and great hopes of them, that they would walk in the paths of righteousness. Now all these things were said and done as my father dwelt in a tent in the valley which he called Lemuel. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, took one of the daughters of Ishmael to wife, and also my brethren took of the daughters of Ishmael to wife, and also Zoram took the eldest daughter of Ishmael to wife. And thus my father had fulfilled all the commandments of the Lord which had been given unto him. And also I, Nephi, had been blessed of the Lord exceedingly. And it came to pass that the voice of the Lord spake unto my father by night, and commanded him that on the morrow he should take his journey into the wilderness. And it came to pass that as my father arose in the morning, and went forth to the tent door, to his great astonishment he beheld upon the ground a round ball of curious workmanship, and it was of fine brass. And within the ball were two spindles, and the one pointed the way whither we should go into the wilderness. And it came to pass that we did gather together whatsoever things we should carry into the wilderness, and all the remainder of our provisions which the Lord hath given unto us. And we did take seed of every kind that we might carry into the wilderness. And it came to pass that we did take our tents and depart into the wilderness across the river Laman. And it came to pass that we traveled for the space of four days nearly a south-southeast direction, And we did pitch our tents again, and we did call the name of the place Shazer. And it came to pass that we did take our bows and our arrows and go forth into the wilderness to slay food for our families. And after that we had slain food for our families, we did return again to our families in the wilderness to the place of Shazer. And we did go forth again in the wilderness, following the same direction, keeping in the most fertile parts of the wilderness, which were in the borders near the Red Sea." And it came to pass that we did travel for the space of many days, slaying food by the way with our bows and our arrows and our stones and our slings, and we did follow the directions of the ball which led us in the more fertile parts of the wilderness. And after that we had traveled for the space of many days, we did pitch our tents for a space of time that we might again rest ourselves and obtain food for our families. And it came to pass that as I, Nephi, went forth to slay food, behold, I did break my bow, which was made of fine steel. And after that I did break my bow, behold, my brethren were angry with me because of the loss of my bow, for we did obtain no food. And it came to pass that we did return without food to our families. And being much fatigued because of their journeying, they did suffer much for the want of food. And it came to pass that Laman and Lemuel and the sons of Ishmael did begin to murmur exceedingly because of their sufferings and afflictions in the wilderness. And also my father began to murmur against the Lord his God. Yea, and they were all exceeding sorrowful, even that they did murmur against the Lord. Now it came to pass that I, Nephi, having been afflicted with my brethren because of the loss of my bow, and their bows having lost their springs, it began to be exceeding difficult, yea, insomuch that we could obtain no food. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, did speak much unto my brethren, because that they had hardened their hearts again, even unto complaining against the Lord their God." And it came to pass that I, Nephi, did make out of wood a bow, and out of a straight stick an arrow. Wherefore I did arm myself with a bow and an arrow, with a sling and with stones. And I said unto my father, Whither shall I go to obtain food? And it came to pass that he did inquire of the Lord. For they had humbled themselves because of my word. For I did say many things unto them in the energy of my soul. And it came to pass that the voice of the Lord came unto my father, and he was truly chastened because of his murmuring against the Lord, insomuch that he was brought down into the depths of sorrow. And it came to pass that the voice of the Lord said unto him, Look upon the ball, and behold the things which are written. And it came to pass that when my father beheld the things which were written upon the ball, he did fear and tremble exceedingly, and also my brethren, and the sons of Ishmael, and our wives. And it came to pass that I Nephi beheld the pointers which were in the ball, that they did work according to the faith and diligence and heed which we did give unto them. And there was also written upon them a new writing, which was plain to be read, which did give us understanding concerning the ways of the Lord. And it was written and changed from time to time, according to the faith and diligence which we gave unto it. And thus we see that by small means the Lord can bring about great things. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, did go forth up into the top of the mountain, according to the directions which were given upon the ball. And it came to pass that I did slay wild beasts, and so much that I did obtain food for our families. And it came to pass that I did return to our tents, bearing the beasts which I had slain. And now when they beheld that I had obtained food, how great was their joy! And it came to pass that they did humble themselves before the Lord, and did give thanks unto him. And it came to pass that we did again take our journey traveling nearly the same course as in the beginning, and after that we had traveled for the space of many days, we did pitch our tents again that we might tarry for the space of a time. And it came to pass that Ishmael died, and was buried in the place which was called Nahum. And it came to pass that the daughters of Ishmael did mourn exceedingly because of the loss of their father, and because of their afflictions in the wilderness. And they did murmur against my father, because that he had brought them out of the land of Jerusalem, saying, Our father is dead, yea, and we have wandered much in the wilderness, and we have suffered much affliction, hunger, thirst, and fatigue, and after all these sufferings we must perish in the wilderness with hunger. And thus they did murmur against my father, and also against me, and they were desirous to return again to Jerusalem. And Laman saith unto Lemuel, and also unto the sons of Ishmael, Behold, let us slay our father and also our brother Nephi, who hath taken it upon him to be our ruler and our teacher, who are his elder brethren. Now he saith that the Lord hath talked with him, and also that angels have ministered unto him. But behold, we know that he lieth unto us, and he telleth us these things, and he worketh many things by his cunning arts, that he may deceive our eyes, thinking, perhaps, that he may lead us away into some strange wilderness." And after that he hath led us away, he hath thought to make himself a king and a ruler over us, that he may do with us according to his will and pleasure. And after this manner did my brother Laman stir up their hearts to anger. And it came to pass that the Lord was with us, yea, even the voice of the Lord came and did speak many words unto them, and did chasten them exceedingly. And after that they were chastened by the voice of the Lord, they did turn away their anger, and did repent of their sins, insomuch that the Lord did bless us again with food that we did not perish. And it came to pass that we did again take our journey in the wilderness, and we did travel nearly eastward from that time forth. And we did travel and wade through much affliction in the wilderness, and our women did bear children in the wilderness, and so great were the blessings of the Lord upon us, That while we did live upon raw meat in the wilderness, our women did give plenty of suck for their children, and were strong, yea, even like unto the men, and they began to bear their journeyings without murmurings. And thus we see that the commandments of God must be fulfilled. And if it so be that the children of men keep the commandments of God, he doth nourish them, and strengthen them, and provide ways and means whereby they can accomplish the things which he hath commanded them. Wherefore he did provide ways and means for us, while we did sojourn in the wilderness. And we did sojourn for the space of many years, yea, even eight years in the wilderness. And we did come to the land which was called Bountiful, because of its much fruit, and also wild honey. And all these things were prepared of the Lord, that we might not perish. And we beheld the sea, which we called Iriantum, which being interpreted as many waters." And it came to pass that we did pitch our tents by the seashore, and notwithstanding we had suffered many afflictions and much difficulty, yea, even so much that we cannot write them all, we were exceedingly rejoiced when we came to the seashore, and we called the place Bountiful because of its much fruit. And it came to pass that after I, Nephi, had been in the land of Bountiful for the space of many days, the voice of the Lord came unto me, saying, Arise, and get thee into the mountain. And it came to pass that I arose, and I went up into the mountain, and cried unto the Lord. And it came to pass that the Lord spake unto me, saying, Thou shalt construct a ship, after the manner which I shall show thee, that I may carry thy people across these waters. And I saith, Lord, whither shall I go, that I may find ore to molten, that I may make tools to construct the ship, after the manner which thou hast shown unto me? And it came to pass that the Lord told me whither I should go to find ore, that I might make tools. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, did make bellows wherewith to blow the fire of the skins of beasts. And after that I had made bellows, that I might have wherewith to blow the fire, I did smite two stones together, that I might make fire. For the Lord had not hitherto suffered that we should make much fire, as we journeyed in the wilderness. For he saith, I will make that thy food shall become sweet, that ye cook it not." And I will also be your light in the wilderness, and I will prepare the way before you, if it so be that ye shall keep my commandments. Wherefore, inasmuch as ye shall keep my commandments, ye shall be led towards the promised land, and ye shall know that it is by me that ye are led. Yea, and the Lord said also, that after ye have arrived to the promised land, ye shall know that I, the Lord, am God, and that I, the Lord, did deliver you from destruction. Yea, that I did bring you out of the land of Jerusalem. Wherefore I, Nephi, did strive to keep the commandments of the Lord, and I did exhort my brethren to faithfulness and diligence. And it came to pass that I did make tools of the ore which I did molten out of the rock. And when my brethren saw that I was about to build a ship, they began to murmur against me, saying, Our brother is a fool, for he thinketh that he can build a ship. Yea, and he also thinketh that he can cross these great waters. And thus my brethren did complain against me, and were desirous that they might not labor, for they did not believe that I could build a ship. Neither would they believe that I was instructed of the Lord. And now it came to pass that I, Nephi, was exceeding sorrowful because of the hardness of their hearts. And now when they saw that I began to be sorrowful, they were glad in their hearts, and so much that they did rejoice over me, saying, We knew that ye could not construct a ship, for we knew that ye were lacking in judgment, wherefore thou canst not accomplish so great a work. And thou art like unto our Father, led away by the foolish imaginations of his heart. Yea, he hath led us out of the land of Jerusalem, and we have wandered in the wilderness for these many years, and our women have toiled, being big with child, and they have borne children in the wilderness, and suffered all things save it were death. And it would have been better that they had died before they came out of Jerusalem, than to have suffered these afflictions. Behold, these many years we have suffered in the wilderness, which time we might have enjoyed our possessions and the land of our inheritance, yea, and we might have been happy. And we know that the people which were in the land of Jerusalem were a righteous people, for they kept the statutes and the judgments of the Lord and all his commandments according to the law of Moses, wherefore we know that they are a righteous people. And our Father hath judged them, and hath led us away, because we would hearken unto his words. Yea, and our brother is like unto him. And after this manner of language did my brethren murmur and complain against us. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, spake unto them, saying, Do ye believe that our fathers, which were the children of Israel, would have been led away out of the hands of the Egyptians if they had not hearkened unto the words of the Lord? Yea, do ye suppose that they would have been led out of bondage if the Lord had not commanded Moses that he should lead them out of bondage? Now ye know that the children of Israel were in bondage, and ye know that they were laden with tasks which were grievous to be born. Wherefore ye know that it must needs be a good thing for them that they should be brought out of bondage. Now ye know that Moses was commanded of the Lord to do that great work. And ye know that by his word the waters of the Red Sea were divided hither and thither, and they passed through on dry ground. But ye know that the Egyptians were drowned in the Red Sea, which were the armies of Pharaoh. And ye also know that they were fed with manna in the wilderness. Yea, and ye also know that Moses by his word, according to the power of God which was in him, smote the rock, and there came forth water that the children of Israel might quench their thirst. And notwithstanding they being led the Lord their God, their Redeemer, going before them, leading them by day, and giving light unto them by night, and doing all things for them which were expedient for man to receive, they hardened their hearts, and blinded their minds, and reviled against Moses and against the true and living God. And it came to pass that according to his word he did destroy them, and according to his word he did lead them, and according to his word he did do all things for them, And there was not anything done, save it were, by his word. And after they had crossed the river Jordan, he did make them mighty, unto the driving out the children of the land, yea, unto the scattering them to destruction. And now do ye suppose that the children of this land, which were in the land of promise, which were driven out by our fathers, do ye suppose that they were righteous? Behold, I say unto you, Nay. Do ye suppose that our fathers would have been more choice than they if they had been righteous? I say unto you, Nay, behold, the Lord esteemeth all flesh in one. He that is righteous is favored of God. But behold, this people had rejected every word of God, and they were ripe in iniquity, and the fullness of the wrath of God was upon them. And the Lord did curse the land against them, and bless it unto our fathers. Yea, he did curse it against them unto their destruction." And he did bless it unto our fathers, unto their obtaining power over it. Behold, the Lord hath created the earth, that it should be inhabited. And he hath created his children, that they should possess it. And he raiseth up a righteous nation, and destroyeth the nations of the wicked. And he leadeth away the righteous into precious lands. And the wicked he destroyeth, and curseth the land unto them for their sakes. He ruleth high in the heavens, for it is his throne and the earth is his footstool. And he loveth them which will have him to be their God. Behold, he loved our fathers, and he covenanted with them, yea, even Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he remembered the covenants which he had made. Wherefore he did bring them out of the land of Egypt, and he did straighten them in the wilderness with his rod. For they hardened their hearts, even as ye have, and the Lord straightened them because of their iniquity. He sent fiery flying serpents among them, And after they were bitten, he prepared a way that they might be healed, and the labor which they had to perform was to look, and because of the simpleness of the way, or the easiness of it, there were many which perished. And they did harden their hearts from time to time, and they did revile against Moses and also against God. Nevertheless, ye know that they were led forth by his matchless power into the land of promise." And now after all these things the time has come that they have become wicked, yea, nearly unto ripeness, and I know not but they are at this day about to be destroyed. For I know that the day must surely come that they must be destroyed, save a few only which shall be led away into captivity. Wherefore the Lord commanded my father that he should depart into the wilderness, and the Jews also sought to take away his life, yea, and ye also have sought to take away his life. Wherefore ye are murderers in your hearts, and ye are like unto they. Ye are swift to do iniquity, but slow to remember the Lord your God. Ye have seen an angel, and he spake unto you. Yea, ye have heard his voice from time to time, and he hath spoken unto you in a still small voice. But ye were past feeling, that ye could not feel his words. Wherefore he hath spoken unto you like unto the voice of thunder which did cause the earth to shake as if it were to divide asunder. And ye also know that by the power of his almighty word he can cause the earth that it shall pass away. Yea, and ye know that by his word he can cause that rough places be made smooth, and smooth places shall be broken up. O oh, then, why is it that ye can be so hard in your hearts? Behold, my soul is rent with anguish because of you, and my heart is pained. I fear lest ye shall be cast off forever. Behold I am full of the spirit of God and so much as if my frame had no strength and now it came to pass that when I had spoken these words they were angry with me and were desirous to throw me into the depths of the sea and as they came forth to lay their hands upon me I spake unto them saying in the name of the almighty God I command you that ye touch me not for I am filled with the power of God even unto the consuming of my flesh And whoso shall lay their hands upon me shall wither even as a dried weed, and he shall be as naught before the power of God, for God shall smite him. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, saith unto them, that they should murmur no more against their father, neither should they withhold their labor from me. For God had commanded me that I should build a ship. And I saith unto them, If God had commanded me to do all things, I could do it. If he should command me that I should say unto this water, Be thou earth, it should be earth, and if I should say it, it would be done. And now if the Lord hath such great power, and hath wrought so many miracles among the children of men, how is it that he cannot instruct me that I should build a ship? And it came to pass that I, Nephi, said many things unto my brethren, and so much that they were confounded, and could not contend against me. Neither durst they lay their hands upon me nor touch me with their fingers, even for the space of many days. Now they durst not do this, lest they should wither before me. So powerful was the Spirit of God, and thus it had wrought upon them. And it came to pass that the Lord said unto me, Stretch forth thine hand again unto thy brethren, and they shall not wither before thee, but I will shock them, saith the Lord. And this will I do, that they may know that I am the Lord their God." And it came to pass that I stretched forth my hand unto my brethren, and they did not wither before me, but the Lord did shake them, even according to the word which he had spoken. And now they said, We know of a surety that the Lord is with thee, for we know that it is the power of the Lord that hath shaken us. And they fell down before me, and were about to worship me, but I would not suffer them, saying, I am thy brother, yea, even thy younger brother. Wherefore worship the Lord thy God, and honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long in the land which the Lord thy God shall give thee. And it came to pass that they did worship the Lord, and did go forth with me, and we did work timbers of curious workmanship. And the Lord did show me from time to time after what manner I should work the timbers of the ship. Now I, Nephi, did not work the timbers after the manner which was learned by men, neither did I build the ship after the manner of men. But I did build it after the manner which the Lord had shown unto me, wherefore it was not after the manner of men. And I, Nephi, did go into the mount oft, and I did pray oft unto the Lord, wherefore the Lord showed unto me great things. And it came to pass that after I had finished the ship according to the word of the Lord, my brethren beheld that it was good, and that the workmanship thereof was exceeding fine. Wherefore they did humble themselves again before the Lord. And it came to pass that the voice of the Lord came unto my father, that we should arise and go down into the ship. And it came to pass that on the morrow, after that we had prepared all things, much fruits and meat from the wilderness, and honey in abundance, and provisions according to that which the Lord had commanded us, we did go down into the ship with all our loading and our seeds and whatsoever thing we had brought with us, every one according to his age. Wherefore we did all go down into the ship, with our wives and our children. And now my father had begat two sons in the wilderness. The eldest was called Jacob, and the younger Joseph. And it came to pass that after we had all gone down into the ship, and had taken with us our provisions and things which had been commanded us, we did put forth into the sea, and were driven forth before the wind, towards the promised land. And after that we had been driven forth before the wind for the space of many days. Behold, my brethren and the sons of Ishmael, and also their wives, began to make themselves merry, and so much that they began to dance and to sing and to speak with much rudeness. Yea, even to that they did forget by what power they had been brought thither. Yea, they were lifted up unto exceeding rudeness. And I, Nephi, began to fear exceedingly, lest the Lord should be angry with us and smite us, because of our iniquity, that we should be swallowed up in the depths of the sea. Wherefore I, Nephi, began to speak to them with much soberness. But behold, they were angry with me, saying, We will not that our younger brother shall be a ruler over us. And it came to pass that Laman and Lemuel did take me and bind me with cords, that they did treat me with much harshness. Nevertheless the Lord did suffer it, that he might show forth his power unto the fulfilling of his word which he hath spoken concerning the wicked. And it came to pass that after they had bound me, and so much that I could not move, the compass which had been prepared of the Lord did cease to work. Wherefore they knew not whither they should steer the ship, and so much that there arose a great storm, yea, a great and terrible tempest. And we were driven back upon the waters for the space of three days. And they began to be frightened exceedingly, lest they should be drowned in the sea. Nevertheless they did loose me not, and on the fourth day which we had been driven back, the tempest began to be exceeding sore, and it came to pass that we were about to be swallowed up in the depths of the sea. And after that we had been driven back upon the waters for the space of four days, my brethren began to see that the judgments of God were upon them, and that they must perish, save that they should repent of their iniquities. Wherefore they came unto me, and loosed the bands which were upon my wrists, and behold they had swollen exceedingly, and also mine ankles were much swollen, and great was the soreness thereof. Nevertheless I did look unto my God, and I did praise him all the day long, and I did not murmur against the Lord because of mine afflictions. Now my father Lehi had said many things unto them, and also unto the sons of Ishmael, But behold, they did breathe out much threatenings against any one that should speak for me. And my parents being stricken in years, and having suffered much grief because of their children, they were brought down, yea, even upon their sick beds. Because of their grief and much sorrow and the iniquity of my brethren, they were brought near even to be carried out of this time to meet their God. Yea, their gray hairs were about to be brought down to lie low in the dust. Yea, even they were near to be cast with sorrow into a watery grave. And Jacob and Joseph also, being young, having need of much nourishment, were grieved because of the afflictions of their mother. And also my wife, with her tears and prayers, and also my children, did not soften the hearts of my brethren that they would loose me. And there was nothing, save it were the power of God, which threatened them with destruction, could soften their hearts." Wherefore, when they saw that they were about to be swallowed up in the depths of the sea, they repented of the thing which they had done, insomuch that they loosed me. And it came to pass that after they had loosed me, behold, I took the compass, and it did work whither I desired it. And it came to pass that I prayed unto the Lord, and after that I had prayed, the winds did cease, and the storm did cease, and there was a great calm. And it came to pass that I, and Nephi, did guide the ship, that we sailed again towards the promised land. And it came to pass that after we had sailed for the space of many days, we did arrive to the promised land. And we went forth upon the land, and did pitch our tents, and we did call it the promised land. And it came to pass that we did begin to till the ground, and we began to plant seeds, Yea, we did put all our seeds into the earth, which we had brought from the land of Jerusalem. And it came to pass that they did grow exceedingly, wherefore we were blessed in abundance. And it came to pass that we did find upon the land of promise, as we journeyed in the wilderness, that there were beasts in the forests of every kind, both the cow and the ox and the ass, and the horse and the goat and the wild goat, and all manner of wild animals which were for the use of men, And we did find all manner of ore, both of gold and of silver and of copper. And it came to pass that the Lord commanded me, wherefore I did make plates of ore, that I might engraven upon them the record of my people. And upon the plates which I made, I did engraven the record of my Father, and also our journeyings in the wilderness, and the prophecies of my Father, and also many of mine own prophecies have I engraven upon them. And I knew not at that time when I made them, that I should be commanded of the Lord to make these plates. Wherefore the record of my father, and the genealogy of his forefathers, and the more part of our proceedings in the wilderness, are engraven upon those first plates of which I have spoken. Wherefore the things which transpired before that I made these plates, are of a truth more particularly made mention upon the first plates. And after that I had made these plates by way of commandment, I, Nephi, received a commandment, that the ministry and the prophecies, the more plain and precious parts of them, should be written upon these plates, and that the things which were written should be kept for the instruction of my people which should possess the land, and also for other wise purposes, which purposes are known unto the Lord. Wherefore I, Nephi, did make a record upon the other plates which gives an account, or which gives a greater account of the wars, and contentions, and destructions of my people. And now this I have done, and commanded my people that they should do after that I was gone, and that these plates should be handed down from one generation to another, or from one prophet to another, until further commandments of the Lord. And an account of my making these plates shall be given hereafter. And then, behold, I proceed according to that which I have spoken. And this I do, that the more sacred things may be kept for the knowledge of my people. Nevertheless, I do not write anything upon plates save it be that I think it be sacred. And now, if I do err, even did they err of old. Not that I would excuse myself because of other men, but because of the weakness which is in me, according to the flesh, I would excuse myself. For the things which some men esteem to be of great worth, both to the body and soul, others set it not, and trample under their feet. Yea, even the very God of Israel do men trample under their feet, I say trample under their feet, but I would speak in other words. They do set him at naught, and hearken not to the voice of his counsels. And behold, he cometh, according to the words of the angel, in six hundred years from the time my father left Jerusalem. And the world, because of their iniquity, shall judge him to be a thing of naught. Wherefore they scourge him, and he suffereth it. And they smite him, and he suffereth it. And they spit upon him, and he suffereth it, because of his loving kindness and his long suffering towards the children of men. And the God of our fathers, which were led out of Egypt, out of bondage, and also were preserved in the wilderness by him yea, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and the God of Jacob yieldeth himself according to the words of the angel as a man into the hands of wicked men to be lifted up according to the words of Zenoch and to be crucified according to the words of Nehem, and to be buried in a sepulchre according to the words of Zenos, which he spake concerning the three days of darkness, which should be a sign given of his death unto them who should inhabit the isles of the sea, more especially given unto them which are of the house of Israel. For thus spake the prophet, The Lord God surely shall visit all the house of Israel at that day. Some with his voice, because of their righteousness, unto their great joy and salvation. And others with the thunderings and the lightnings of his power, by tempest, by fire, and by smoke, and vapor of darkness, and by the opening of the earth, and by mountains which shall be carried up. And all these things must surely come, saith the prophet Zenos, and the rocks of the earth must rend. And because of the groanings of the earth, many of the kings of the isles of the sea shall be wrought upon by the Spirit of God to exclaim, the God of nature suffers. And as for them which are at Jerusalem, saith the prophet, they shall be scourged by all people, saith the prophet, because they crucify the God of Israel and turn their hearts aside, rejecting signs and wonders and power and glory of the God of Israel. And because they have turned their hearts aside, saith the prophet, and have despised the Holy One of Israel, they shall wander in the flesh and perish and become a hiss and a byword and be hated among all nations. Nevertheless, when that day cometh, saith the prophet, that they no more turn aside their hearts against the Holy One of Israel, then will he remember the covenants which he made to their fathers. Yea, then will he remember the isles of the sea. Yea, and all the people which are of the house of Israel will I gather in, saith the Lord, according to the words of the prophet Zenos, from the four quarters of the earth." Yea, and all the earth shall see the salvation of the Lord, saith the prophet. Every nation, kindred, tongue, and people shall be blessed. And I, Nephi, have written these things unto my people, that perhaps I might persuade them that they would remember the Lord their Redeemer. Wherefore I speak unto all the house of Israel, if it so be that they should obtain these things. For behold, I have workings in the Spirit which doth weary me, even that all my joints are weak for they which are at Jerusalem for had not the lord been merciful to show unto me concerning them even as he had prophets of old for he surely did show unto the prophets of old all things concerning them and also he did show unto many concerning us wherefore it must needs be that we know concerning them for they are written upon the plates of brass
1: pressure all around me saying Go ahead, give in. Save your soul for another day. Struggling between the enemy and the one only true friend. I'm finding it hard not to slip away. But then I hear you softly calling out my name to Wondrous mercy you have shown, yet you show it time and time again. When I'm trapped inside Satan's cold, dark embrace, you are there to free my soul from sin. And when I
0: listen Chapter five. We made it to the chapter that has my favorite verse in in all the world and I'm sure you'll you recognize it if you're paying attention. But let's get right to it. Not not all of the things I'll say it first. Not not all the the things in my book of Mormon that are highlighted I'm going to mention. Some of them are specific to studies I have done and I'll just uh, I'm not going to go into it in depth, but I'll I'll make a note that that Real brief on some points. Uh, But to start off, verse 2. And it came to pass that I said unto them that I knew that I had spoken hard things against the wicked, according to the truth, and the righteous have I justified and testified that they should be lifted up at the last day. Wherefore the guilty taketh the truth to be hard, for it cutteth them to the very center. And there's a saying, you know, the truth hurts. And this is that sentiment in scripture form. And so it's uh, it's difficult. The hard the truth is hard. The truth hurts, and it is difficult for a wicked man to to hear it. And how many times have we sat in a in a service and heard the truth and it hurt, you know? Uh, so it's a good uh, reference, a good uh, verse to have highlighted and to keep yourself, you know, check yourself. The next verse I have is verse 7, and I think this is great marital advice for all the the young people in, out there that read the Book of Mormon and are seeking for guidance, and and I'm just going to read real quick. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, took one of the daughters of Ishmael to wife, and also my brother, you know, there's more, they all took a wife, you know, but I just have the part of Nephi, this man of God, this great... Uh, um. I don't know, somebody we'd want to emulate in in, in all these good things he did. And we have this little verse and he just says, and I took a wife and moving on. (laughs) So, so you get a lot of uh, spiritual uh, wisdom from Nephi, but he keeps his personal life personal and is, and he decided not to write much about that. So we are now left with not a lot of, uh, guidance on our, uh, at least from Nephi, on what it takes for your marriage or or anything like that. I just thought that was funny. This is what you want to do. Get married. Just go take a wife. Anyways, it's highlighted. It's highlighted in my Book of Mormon, and I smile that I say, oh, well, it's that simple. But uh, anyways, moving on. Verse 11 uh, is the part where we first see the Lihona appear in the morning a round ball of curious workmanship and it was a fine brass there's a lot to study on the Lihona Alma talks about it and there's other scriptures but all I'm going to mention there is that this is when it showed up um verse 16 at the end of the verse uh, and we did call the name of the place Shazer and it mentions it mentions it again in verse 17 I like and there's a verse in Isaiah chapter 16 verse 8 if you look that up, you'll read a very similar about a very similar place, and it goes over the 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 branches that. Oh, I mean, I should just read it Isaiah sixteen eight. So mark this down Isaiah sixteen eight on page forty nine. Write it near the top somewhere, and and listen to this verse. For the fields of Heshbon languish, and the vine of Sidma, the lords of the heathen have broken down the principal plants thereof. They are come even unto Jazer. They wandered through the wilderness. Her branches are stretched out. They are gone over the sea. Now, I don't know all the rest of this prophecy. I don't understand this oracle of Moab, but this verse seems to fit right here. I don't know if Jazer and Shazer, maybe it's not the same thing. Maybe they're completely different things but I like it. I like that it's something going over the sea. It's a branch going over the sea. And that's how uh, they're described as a a branch of an olive tree. And they're going over the sea. Uh, So it's very prophetic. Okay. The next verse is verse 25 on page 49. And I'm only going to read the middle part. And it says, And also my father began to murmur against the Lord, his God. Things were getting really bad. If Lehi is now murmuring, You know, I feel bad for Nephi in this situation, but it it is rough. It is tough. Even Lehi sometimes uh, doesn't, uh, I don't know. And we all have our weaknesses. And eventually the sufferings and afflictions got so much that Nephi was probably the only one, the only one who didn't murmur against his Lord. Next page, page 31, page 50, verse 31. And it came to pass that the voice of the Lord came unto my father, and he was truly chastened because of his murmuring against the Lord, insomuch that he was brought down into the depths of sorrow. So there's the consequences. The Lord, if you are a good man, he's going to humble you. He's going to correct you. He's going to chasten you. And if we humble ourselves, you know, it's 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 good. It was healthy. It brought him back in in league, in line. And put him in a position where he could read the writings on the on the ball, and so the the th- verse thirty one and verse twenty five go together. Verse thirty four, we see um, that the ball worked according to the faith and diligence and heed which we did give unto them, according to the faith and diligence which we gave unto it. And verse thirty four and verse thirty five explains how it worked, and it kind of explains how. Life works, how God works, how the spirit of God works, according to the faith and diligence you give unto it. We've we've read faith and diligence as a theme of a lot, uh, James chapter 5 and, and several other verses here. And so this is why it's highlighted. This is how the, the curious ball worked, the lahona, the compass, however you want to call it. It is through faith and diligence. And that is an example. It's a type of how our lives should be the the spirit of god is going to work through our faith and our diligence. The next note I have is that Ishmael died on verse 44, so he never made it to the promised land. After that on verse 55, I just have that they traveled nearly eastward. There's a good study on how they migrated migrated down from Jerusalem to the the down the Red Sea and then across the Arabian peninsula peninsula and the, there's certain parts that are highlighted how long it took them um this one i liked and i main, i only i mention it because it shows that they went down a ways and then they cut nearly eastward across the bottom of it and it's not your typical path this is now the hardest part of their journey the rest of it was along the ways of a of uh the Bedouins were, were traveling along the mountains on the west side of the arabian peninsula but now, they're cutting through the desert, and they have they have a much more difficult trek, because they're cutting across due east now. Verse 59, And if it so be that the children of men keep the commandments of God, he doth nourish them, and strengthen them, and provide means whereby they can accomplish the thing which he has commanded them. There's another verse encapsulated, just the whole thing stands on its own. God will... will will provide a way. If he if he com- gives you a commandment, he will provide the way that you can accomplish it. I have a lot of verses here that are highlighted about the, the journey in which direction they went. We're just going to skip. I guess verse 70. Verse 70, they uh, constructed a ship. We get the first direction from God. So that's important, I guess. But it all fits together with a different study. Now in verse 79 and page 54 wherefore inasmuch as ye shall keep my commandments ye shall be led toward the promised land again this is how it works you keep his commandments he'll lead you to the promised land you know uh, whether that be a literal promised land or what is what is the blessing he has for you now we're up to verse 122 uh the best verse in all the scriptures uh, I just it's my favorite he that is righteous is favorite of god And I have a reference to page 405, verse 35. So I'm going to turn to that and read. So on page 405, I'm going to read verse 35. He's talking about the people of Ammon, um, the ones that would not pick up their swords. And you should read verse 31. I'm going to read verse 31 and 35. This is Book of Alma chapter 15. And they were also distinguished for their zeal towards God and also towards men, for they were perfectly honest and upright in all things, and they were firm in the faith of Christ even unto the end. And and, let's see, verse 35, and thus they were a zealous and beloved people, a highly favored people of the Lord. And it goes right with that verse, he that is righteous is favored of God. And this is the proof of it, I guess, in history, history of these people that It shows that they had a reputation and they were known as as righteous people and they were known as being highly favored of the Lord. I'm going to turn back to page 57 and I like verse 131. It's another bumper sticker verse. And he loveth those who will have him to be their God. So it's another promise. If you will have him to be your God, you know, there's, he will love you. So what... Can't beat that. That's a great verse. It's a good one to remember. Put it put it somewhere safe. Put it in the back of your heart. Put it in the front of your heart. <laughs> put it in the back of your mind. Keep it everywhere. Uh, verse 146, And he hath spoken unto you in a still small voice, but ye were past feeling that ye could not feel his words. You know, I'm afraid that this happens to me sometimes. You know, I don't want to be that guy who can't hear the voice of God. But even worse, that I can't feel it. I am past feeling that still small voice. And I, you know, I, I am skeptical and I, and I worry that this has happened to me. You know, I don't really ever have proof that I hear or see God in the moment. Uh, my testimony is always that when I look backwards, I see fingerprints of God in my life. This verse is uh is highlighted in my book of mormon cuz there's a fear associated with this verse. I never want to come to that point. I don't believe I'm past feeling, but I do I do sometimes struggle with hearing that still small voice and I don't understand it. I don't uh so it's a little self confession here, but this one is highlighted and I don't want to ever come to this point and I worry that I'm already there. You know, I worry that this is this is uh beyond me. And so it's a struggle. The next set, this n- next reading is almost all of page 59. It starts at the bottom on verse 154 of page 58. And as they came forth to lay their hands upon me, I spake unto them, saying, In the name of the Almighty God, I command you that you touch me not, for I am filled with the power of God, even unto the consuming of my flesh. And the story continues. And it ends on 164. And it came to pass that I stretched forth my hand unto my brethren, and they did not wither before me. But the Lord did shake them, even according to the word which he had spoken. So he he tells them, don't touch me. And now they're scared. And so they do the work which they didn't want to do before. And so I I guess I I laugh at this. I like this section of reading that they're going to come at him, and he just throws down this gauntlet and says, I dare practically, I dare you, you know, touch me and you'll die now get to work. And so then God, uh, I hate to say, but conspires with him and says, Hey, let's, let's zap him a little just to get him working again. (laughs) So I chuckle in my mind. I laugh. I like this story and it's, uh, it's highlighted maybe for, for, you know, uh, reasons that aren't the most wholesome. I don't know, Say wholesome, but they aren't the most pure? But I like the story, and it and it makes me laugh. Their misfortune, but that God even plays into it. It's almost a cartoon. It's it's I'm gonna zap them with lightning, and we're gonna get these guys to help you, Nephi. Next on next page sixty verse one sixty seven. Honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long in the land which the Lord thy God shall give thee. It's right out of, you know, Ten Commandments or the, the, you know, the promise that if we obey our parents, it's better for us. So all you kids listening, my kids someday, listen to your parents, honor them. It's uh, Ten Commandments. It's even in the Book of Mormon. Nephi knew that this was something you're supposed to be doing. Verse 179, and now my father had begat two sons in the wilderness. The eldest was called Jacob, and the younger Joseph. This is a good study point. You know, highlight this one. Good to know that these other two sons came along. This is, they were born in the wilderness. This is uh, before they went into the ocean in the boat. Uh, because in verse 181, we did put forth into the sea and were driven forth before the wind towards the promised land. Verse 199 on page 62. Nevertheless I did look unto my God and I did praise him all the day long and I did not murmur against the Lord because of mine afflictions. Nephi is just he's not like me. <laughs> he is not like many of us I guess. He when when even his father murmured when they were hungry Nephi didn't when he was tied up in this boat and to the point where his ankles and wrists were swollen he never murmured against the Lord because of his afflictions. He was a, he was, uh, long-suffering, to say the least, and something, you know, w- how bad do I get it? How bad are things? And I'm murmuring. It's really nothing. It's really just me being selfish. And so we got to remember this verse and remember Nephi and how he was put in much dire, more dire circumstances, watching his family plead for his captors, his older brothers, to release him. But he did not murmur. Verse two hundred and fourteen. There's a lot of other verses that are highlighted that are for a study of how far, how long were they out at sea. I'm skipping a lot of that, except for verse two hundred and fourteen. And it came to pass that we did that we did begin to till the earth, and we began to plant seeds. Yea, we did put all our seeds into the earth which we had brought forth, brought from the land of Jerusalem. So it's, this is the showing they, they cultivated. they And verse 215 also, And it came to pass that they did grow exceedingly, wherefore we were blessed in abundance. It was a fertile land. It was a land of promise. or It was the promised land. It was, it was great. It was a blessing to them. And all of their seeds, they began to take the seeds from Jerusalem to the promised land. So in our archaeological finds, we should be able to see that they brought this seeds from the old world to the new world. And then he gives a list in verse 216 of all the animals that were there. And 217, the ore, gold, silver, copper. And he in verse 218, he makes uh, a record of his people. He makes some plates of ore and starts on this new record. And we're going to see more on that. On page 64, verses 223 and 224 and 225. These go with that other study I uh, told you about Words of Mormon. These go with, verses go with that study. And after I had made these plates by way of commandment, I, Nephi, received a commandment that the ministry and the prophecies, the more plain and precious parts of them, should be written upon these plates, and that the things which were written should be kept for the instruction of my people, who should possess the land, and also for other wise purposes, which purposes are known unto the Lord." Wherefore, I, Nephi, did make a record upon the other plates, which gives an account, or which gives a greater account of the wars and contentions and destructions of my people. So again, we have two sets of plates. One is the prophetic, scriptural, ministerial instruction for the people, and the other one is just a historical record. And he separates them, and this these verses confirm that he did it for a purpose, which purpose only God knew. And verse 236. And behold, he cometh according to the words of the angel in 600 years from the time my father left Jerusalem. They had just gotten to the promised land. They still know. They know about the prophecies of Christ and they know they're coming in 600 years. This was not the Book of Mormon, starts, and they were aware from the beginning that Jesus Christ is coming and there's no there's no guessing and when we get to verses 240 241 and 242 we hear about these prophets that they that Nephi is quoting one of them is in 240 we hear about uh the words of Zenic. 241 according to the words of Nehem and 242 the words of Zenus they had these prophets of Jerusalem these are three guys that were in Jerusalem who were who were I assume killed. I don't know. At least they were were ignored. And I think one of them, I think it's on the other page, but these are three names that I'm hoping I'm wishing someday in Jerusalem, we're going to find a book, a prophecy with these guys. That would be awesome. That would be great. Who knows if it'll ever happen, but in any case, Nephi had the prophets. So he had all the, of the, uh, Old Testament up to Isaiah and some of Jeremiah, and he may have had these prophets that we've never heard of. Verse 245, for thus spake the prophet, the Lord God surely shall visit all the house of Israel at that day. So when he dies, when Christ dies, some are going to hear his voice, the righteous, I believe, Oh, say verse 246, some with his voice because of their righteousness unto their great joy and salvation. And others with the thunderings and the lightnings of his power, by tempest, by fire, and by smoke, and vapor of darkness, and by the opening of the earth, and by mountains which shall be carried up. And all these things must surely come, saith the prophet Zenos. So we hear about Zenos again. And there's this prophecy that some of the people, when the day the Christ dies, will hear his voice. And other people will know that it happened because of the thunderings and lightnings and power. And I think he mentions Isles of the Sea will know that the God of nature suffers in verse 250. So it's a story that is a test to or prophesies of the destruction at his crucifixion. But also that he will speak to the people in the Book of Mormon. And that's kind of using the Book of Mormon to prove the Book of Mormon. I can't really do that to people who don't believe the Book of Mormon but for Nephi, for the history, they knew that this was coming. The people knew in 600 years from the when we left uh, Jerusalem that the coming, the, that Christ was coming, and this was from the beginning. These writings were there. They had it. They they depended on it. They knew of these prophecies. And then 255, we have another another mention of Zenos, and this one's about the gathering in. So I really wish I had the writings of Zenos. I really wish I could have read all of them, but instead, I don't know if they're writings, they're prophecies. So somebody, Nephi, maybe he just remembers them, but I don't know if they were ever written down. But there, there was definitely a prophet Zenos in in Jerusalem who was, who knew some some really neat stuff, had some great prophecies, and the the righteous knew about them, and they knew about these prophecies. And that's the last verse I have for chapter five. That was a long one. But uh, it has the It has the, the My favorite verse Don't forget it 122 Make sure it's 122 <laughs> Chapter 5 verse 122 He that is righteous is favored of God
1: And when I listen I can softly hear you say Come unto me